Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Human Leader Podcast. My name is Colleen Davis and this is where I introduce you to the power of the human leader. I do this by giving you insights into how humans think and behave and how you can leverage this into your own leadership, identity and practice. I interview some insightful human leaders in diverse industries and to find out how you can embrace the strength of being a human leader and use it practically in your own leadership role. Welcome to today's podcast. I will be looking at the work of Brene Brown and Bob Chapman with a sprinkling of Simon Sinek to round it all off. Any resources that I use, you will be able to find in the information section of the podcast. In the world today, we have organizations who spend millions on leadership development and who create great visions and speak about creating caring environments where the individual matters, but very little shift happens and the organizational culture doesn't seem to move much. It tends to stay in uh, a crystallized, militarized 80s model of leadership. They say to their employees, I see you as a human being, but Please don't act like a human. Don't bring your humanness into the workspace. It is difficult to control and tends to be unpredictable. You can only truly see another person at work as a valuable human being if you are willing to be courageous enough to see yourself and accept yourself as a human being connected to a community who has a heart, head, mind, and body. In her 2018 book, Dare to Lead, Brave Work, Tough Conversations, Whole Hearts, Brene Brown speaks about armored leadership versus daring leadership. As she describes armored leadership, she talks about 16 behaviors. These behaviors are driving perfectionism and fostering fear, working from scarcity and squandering opportunity for joy and recognition, numbing, propagating the false dichotomy of victim versus Viking, crush or be crushed, being a knower and being right, hiding behind cynicism, using criticism as self-protection, using power over others, hustling for our worth, leading for compliance and control, weaponizing fear and uncertainty, rewarding exhaustion as a status symbol, and attaching productivity to self-worth, tolerating discrimination, echo chambers and a fitting in culture, collecting gold stars, zigzagging and avoiding, and leading from hurt. Do you recognize this form of leadership? 
or this form of behavior in a leader? Is this the way you have been leading? Is this the way you have been interacting with others? Be honest with yourself. This is an opportunity to be honest. There's no one else around. It's you and me. In her other opposite version of leadership is daring leadership based on vulnerability. And it needs huge self-awareness to get it right and courage. So what are the behaviors of daring leadership? Well, there's modeling and encouraging, healthy striving, empathy and self-compassion. Practicing gratitude and celebrating milestones and victories. Setting boundaries. Practicing integration, which means strong back, soft front, wild heart. Being a learner and getting it right. Modeling clarity, kindness and hope. Making contributions and taking risks. Using power with power to and power within, knowing our value, cultivating commitment and shared purpose, acknowledging, naming and normalizing collective fear and uncertainty. I really like that one. Modeling and supporting rest, play and recovery, cultivating a culture of belonging, inclusivity and diverse perspectives giving gold stars versus receiving them, straight talking and taking action and leading from the heart. Brene Brown has said, choosing to live and love with your whole heart is an act of defiance. You're going to confuse, piss off and terrify lots of people, including yourself. So I want you to pause for a second and reflect on the leaders that you have valued. The other leaders who have almost broken you. And what is the way you choose to lead or control the people around you? How has it made a difference? What impact has it been for you and for others? What impact has it been on the productivity of your team? The more you try to divorce the humanness of a human being, the quicker you get a burnt out team who compartmentalize everything, who play acts, pretends, who accepts dishonesty and self-preservation as their primary values. Many are striving for the holy grail of an integrated whole person at work, finding fulfillment and value, who leads to the ability to work together as a high performance team, being able to push boundaries, finding new directions of productivity, putting the client first and looking after the company resources in a way that saves time and money. Is this possible? Is it worth the billions that the leadership development industry is worth? I can hear some of you now going, 
Yeah, well, no, fine, Colleen, but can it be as simple as recognizing the value of being human in ourselves as leaders and being human or seeing the humanness in the people we lead? Although this is called the human podcast, I am not going to give you my own opinion, although I probably will later. But for now, I'm going to give you a real example of how this has played out and how it has worked. I'm going to tell you about the story of Bob Chapman. I found I will be using his own words and descriptions as found in an interview with Dan Schwebel and in from his website, uh, the Barry Waymiller website and the Truly Human Leader. Remember, you can get these resources in the information of this podcast. Now, Bob Chapman, the CEO of Barry Way Miller, is very intentional about using the platform given to him as a leader to build a better world. Barry Way Miller is worth 2.5 to 2.7 billion. It's a global manufacturing business. Um, by billion, I mean dollars. They have 11,000 team members and was first created as a pasteurizing or pasteurizing company in 1885. It now has 12 business units that focus on packaging, paper converting, sheeting, and corrugated industry. Now in 1975, Bob at the age of 30 became the senior executive. And at the time, the company had $20 million in revenue. They had outdated technology and a very weak financial position. Chapman used uh, a, a blend of strategy and culture over the next 40 years to get them to improve and actually go through 90 successful acquisitions. Think about that. 90 successful acquisitions since 1975. How many businesses have been able to do that? Since 1987, the company has continued a pattern of 15% compound growth in revenue and shared value. 20 years ago, there were two incidences that shifted his view of leadership, leading to the drastic changes that have created a culture of engagement, ownership, innovation, agility, and productivity within the company. The first of these incidences was when he was attending a high school graduation. In it, he saw the parents who were so proud and encouraged uh, and excited about their children who they had put so much money and sacrifice in going to good schools and they were positioning themselves to be the next generation of leaders. And he suddenly thought, we in our companies have not created an environment for those children who have been encouraged to be the best that they can be, to follow their passion. So that made him think. 
The second thing was attending a wedding and seeing the father of the bride walk his daughter down the aisle, handing her hand, giving her hand in marriage to her new husband, saying, my wife and I give our daughter to you. But what he was actually saying is, we have created a safe environment so that our daughter could be the amazing, creative, wonderful person that she is. We expect you, young man, to create, continue to create an environment in which she can continue to be the most wonderful person that we have known her as a daughter. And he thought, if you look at your employees, every single one of them is a child of someone. The majority of them have proud parents who have sacrificed and worked really hard to bring their children up so that they can be the best people they could be to reach their potential, to be cherished. He has written a book called Everybody Matters, The Extraordinary Power of Caring for Your People Like Family. And he writes that this is, it's truly human leadership. Why you should write, treat your employees as family. He's invited other leaders to see how this works and they have been blown away by his results. In April 2018, the company was worth 2.8 billion and has shown care for the workers. So how did he do it? How do you take a company, a manufacturing company, change its values, change its culture, and create an environment in which people are cared for and put first, which has a direct impact on the growth of your company and the growth of your productivity. So what he did is he and his team decided to take the vision off the wall, listening to the personal stories of their team members and trying to actively move it into their hearts with questions such as, this is what we believe in, how are we doing? Where are we falling short for our vision? According to Bob Chapman, the more defining parts of a culture are its values. Values are the principles people say are important and more crucially the principles people show are important through their actions. So they had a lot of conversations that were contrived, gaining feedback to see how the vision was working. Actively working towards an organization where everyone felt valued and cared for. This took a lot of changes from the people at the top and it took a lot of energy and effort to continue having those open channels of communication 
being vulnerable, willing to hear what others had to say. He felt a tremendous responsibility to offer people meaningful work that allowed them to be fulfilled. Caring for them, listening to them, being respectful of their ideas and unique perspectives, letting them have the freedom to improve their roles and making them realize that what they do and who they are matters. This became contagious throughout the organization. He didn't realize how much it would take off and how it would actually flow from work into their home environments. If somebody is seen as valuable and what they do is valued at work, it flows into their home life, which allows them to actually interact with their families, provides energy, provides patience, provides the opportunity of saving their marriages, that they have time for their children, which then feeds back and flows back into a rejuvenated person coming to work, feeling as if they are part of family. When you treat others like they matter, Feeling like family is a natural response to being cared for. So they constantly shared messages on blogs, social media, videos, constantly reinforcing their people-centric value and culture. He said, when you become very intentional about treating people as people and not merely a means to profit, treating them as sources and not resources, as if they matter, which is often not the case in business these days, it's not hard to get people to join you on the journey towards a shared vision. Simon Sinek has, has described employees as being like your child. He has described that when your child does not get good marks at school, you don't say to this child, oh, well, you're fired, go find another family. You find out why. You spend resources. What is happening with this person? Why are they not performing the way we wanted them to perform? What is the root of that? How can we support them? How can we work with them so that they can become productive? You chose this person to work in your company because you saw something in them that would actually fit in with you. Why are you so quick to let them go? And yet we are scared. We're scared that people will take advantage of us. We are scared that people do not have our best interests at heart and are self-absorbed and this will all come out really badly. It will not work out at all. So there are three things, three tips or advice that Bob left with the people in his interview with Dan Schrebel. 
Number one, you just have to care no matter what you do, whatever organization you're in, you need to care about the people whose lives you touch. Number two, the only way you can actualize caring is to have the ability to empathetically listen. Learn to listen. We're taught to talk, but learn to listen. And the third thing is, Keep your head in the clouds and your feet on the ground. How did we get here? We dreamed, he said. We created a vision for a company where people wanted to work and wanted to contribute to something bigger than themselves. You know, people all over the world report that the key to happiness is meaningful work among people who care about them. We see this in, in statistics. We've got this data. But moving it from a piece of paper and a vision on the wall to actualized culture change, to actualized change within leadership is a huge step of faith and courage. But if you can do it, huge changes and benefits can happen. So I want you to think, is this practical? Do you think it's worthwhile spending the energy, the time and the effort to get this right? Would you prefer to work with a daring, caring leader who saw you as valuable and actually listened to your ideas? This is the way of the future, moving away from being seen as just a number towards seen as a valuable member of your team. There is a flip side to this. If you are not able to let the members of your team know that they are valuable and value them and be able to listen to them and speak into their lives, they start switching off little by little. In the end, you have empty husks instead of present, creative, innovative, agile, loyal people surrounding you, wanting to make a difference in the world. I'm going to leave you with these words from Bob Chapman. Caring is what we don't have enough of in this world. And if we had people who had aspirations and companies where it wasn't about themselves and their success, but how they will touch the lives of others, that's what is meant to be a leader. That is what real success is. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you've been able to take some nuggets of wisdom of this and be inspired in 2020 to have the courage to see yourself as a human being who has a need to be cared for and valued and see the people around you as unique human beings who need to be valued and cared for. Thank you for joining me. 
I have really enjoyed spending this time with you.